Hello, craft beer friends, and welcome to Season 9, Episode 14 of Tap to Craft Podcast. I am Denny Luce, coming to you from Boise, Idaho, and my partner in craft, the dog whisperer, and my favorite Florida man from Tampa, Florida, Mr. Chris McKenzie. How are you doing tonight, Chris? I am doing tired today, Denny. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, it's weird. It's unusual tired. I was up at 3.30 this morning. Uh, okay, normal time for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, for you, sure. <laughs> Uh, 3.30 this morning, uh, my daughter had a friend fly in for her 13th birthday all the way from Washington okay. State. Uh, so we took her to the airport this morning. Her flight left at 7.30. So we were there at about 5.30 and she's 13. So we got to set, sit in the gate with her for two hours. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. Nice. So then we came home, didn't work, but had so much stuff to do that I'm going to drink some beer with you guys, enjoy, have some good chat, and uh, I'm going the hell to sleep. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll help you. We'll help you get there. But, uh, yeah. but we, have, we have a guest tonight, Chris. You want to introduce our guest? We do. So on our, on, with us this evening is Mr. Dave Doble of Tampa Bay Brewing Company right here in Tampa, Florida. Um, Dave is, what, what is your title with Tampa Bay Brewing Company, Dave? I am one of the one of the one of the owners, but um, I guess my my official legal title is a man, managing me, member member. Okay. In other words, we're a, a, a LLC. Okay. But yes, no, I'm I'm the I'm the one on the hook. So if we flop, <laughs> the banks are gonna come come after me. And when I'm done, my wife and and my kids and they turn 18. <laughs> oh, it carries on, doesn't it? They never, they never give up. Really they want their money. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and uh, well, what about you, Dave? How's your day going today? It's, it's going good. Um, today was actually a very good day. So, um, a lot of good things, uh, um, a lot of ants answers to some stuff. I was very, uh, on, on edge about came back very good. So, uh, good. yes, today was a really good day. I am beat. I'm usually in bed by about eight. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. We'll, we'll, we'll try not to keep you up too much past your bedtime. Oh, no. Are you kidding me, guys? This is great. I, I have not had a beer all, all, all day long. And um, I cannot wait to Same. have a beer, honestly. Same. <laughs> all right. Well, before, before we break that beer open, because I, I, I feel we're all aching for a beer. Let me just quickly explain to anyone new. Uh, listening to Tap to Craft podcast, know what we're all about. We are an educational podcast focused around celebrating all things craft beer because we want to assist you, our listener, along in your craft beer journey and adventures. And you are listening to episode 222. Love that number, right? 222. Mm, that works. <laughs> we're recording on Monday, January 23rd, 2023. And we are live on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to join us while we record our episodes, join us on Facebook or Twitter at 8.30 Eastern time on the Monday before we release a show. And you can participate in a show. And in this episode, as we already mentioned, we're going to interview Dave Doble, the owner of Tampa Bay Brewing Company, and find out about his craft beer journey and also learn about Tampa Bay Brewing Company history and how, how you know the ups and downs and how they got started and, and, and where they're going. And that's what's exciting in this episode, as well as some great conversations. So, Let's start this conversation off by doing our first tasting of the session. This, this, uh, this we're going to go ahead and we're going to do the Reef Donkey. And this is a, a, an American Pale Ale uh, from Tampa Bay Brewing Company. And this is a 5.5% ABV, 36 IBUs. 
And I won't talk about the rating because we're going to go ahead and this is my, uh, by the way, Dave, uh, this yeah. is my very first Tampa Bay Brewing Company beer. Okay, so let me ask you this. Yes. What is the date on the can, number one? <laughs> the the 11-22-22. All right, very nice. Not and too hopefully old. Hopefully it's been kept nice and cold and nice and ready cold. to go. From the time it left the uh the uh, from the time very it nice. left Ebor, it was cold has been since I picked it up the other day. Very yeah, nice. Yeah, Chris Chris was kind enough to go down to the brewery and pick up a few you know few packs of beer and uh, mail them off to me right away i got and luckily it's cold enough here in in boise that it, it sat on my porch while <laughs> until i got home and then and then uh it was uh it was still cold i could almost drink it you know at the time i uh i put it in the fridge so it was good oh yeah nice all right so what what it has this, what i've found about this beer says our acclaimed dry hopped american pale ale that drinks like a session ipa motuka Equinot and citrus hops give this beer a lemon-lime aroma and a citrus tropical fruit flavor. Reef Donkey is slang for the popular Florida game fish, the amberjack, which inhabit our coastal wrecks and reefs. So, uh, yeah, looks like a looks like a pale. Looks very nice. I see we're all uh, got got a nice head on here. I always like to see a good head on my beer. I did, just tells me it's made with some quality ingredients, and you got some good proteins in there just working its way into the uh, the head uh, a little bit of an off-white head there coarse mainly coarse bubbles but there are some dense bubbles in there as well um not perfectly clear it's got a little bit of i, I can't see through it right now but maybe that's just some chill haze we talked about chill haze in the last episode is think there might be some chill haze with this beer or is it normally not uh, perfectly clear it's not. I mean, when we went from a uh, DE filter to the uh, center center centrifuge, mm-hmm. um, you know, basically when you when you pol- pol- polish the beer, I don't know. We just tend to find that it it, it kind of strips some of those yeah. like finer hop yeah. hop notes, and it just strips some of the some of the depth out. So, um, you know, as as craft beer progr- progresses down down this road we find that people uh want us to err more on side of the flavor flavor side mm-hmm. rather than the you know the eye uh appealing side as far as being as far as being clear yeah um so clarity to us at this point um is more of a uh, second second secondary okay focus, no f- focus but when i first began to brew this beer it was very, very high on my list. I used to make sure it was just polished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It, lo- it looks fine to me, and I agree with you. Sometimes having that extra stuff in there helps add to that flavor, and that's what people like. They like the good flavor. I could tell you right now, just taking nose hits off of this, really nice citrus aromas. I mean, really bright character out of here. I, and, 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 and I really want to drink it, right, because it just welcomes you and says, hey, I'm here to enjoy uh so go ahead and, and enjoy it so i'm gonna take a sip it's my first my first sip it's just like the one i had two days ago <laughs> <laughs> wow this is this is kind of uh reminiscent of of a of an ipa but uh, maybe a sessionable ipa but with with some nice good um citrus it's got a lot of citrus in there for sure flavors and um, I like the fact that it's 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 not 
it's not you know heavy you know it's, it's got a, a lighter character to it so it's got a nice body that is makes it easy to drink yeah and, and some bitterness too so so this beer was um born out of my need to have a really perfect beer for the for the for the boat mm-hmm. and um i uh sorry <laughs> I just says my... no it's okay she can, um, she can come on and say hi too if she wants to. They're asking you to come on. That's what you get. <laughs> but um, anyways, I'm 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 really into uh spear spear fit, fit fishing, mm-hmm. and Am- amber jack is one of the game game fish that we tar- target target here. And I really needed a uh really a good beer for the for the boat. So when you're coming coming back up from a from a dive, this is this is the beer that you want. So. That's the reason why the uh, uh, the actual name of the beer is red and white. Um, you know, it's the same co- colors that are in the scuba 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 flag. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, I just wanted it to tie into all 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 of that, mm-hmm. but I also wanted some local some local some local slang in there. So because I mean, you know, pe- people see it, they're like reef donkey. Like, how in the world did you come up with such a <laughs> such an odd name? And why is there a fish on there? That's yeah, like, yeah. Ha, ha, you're not from around here, are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, Kyle Marrero from Marker 48 just hopped on and said, Cheers to you guys. Cheers, Dave. Uh, so. Cheers, Kyle. Yeah, cheers, Kyle. Cheers, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I one thing I noticed is um, Reef Donkey, I've heard this beer because Chris has mentioned it before. Our our good buddy Joel Bingham from Fermented Reality has also uh, mentioned Reef Donkey as a, a, a go to beer. And I always thought when I first heard, it, I'm like, wow, what kind of what is a Reef Donkey? And it wasn't until I actually <laughs> you know had it in my hand and I, and I realized, oh, okay, it's, it's a fish. And and now I like the fact that you incorporate parts of the whole experience into the marketing, you know, into the can. It's a both the white, red and white lettering with the black outline, uh, it pops. The I like the fact that you use not a standard font, right? It's something that kind of, you know, also looks ag- you know maybe aggressive, right? Like you're going out and uh, and you know and and going spear fishing for these these um, reef donkeys, and it has a fish. So then I realized, oh, it's it's got to ha- you know reef donkeys must be this fish. And then I I went and found the you know the information description of it, and sure enough. It was talking about a fish. So, um, I, and I'll say I'm not disappointed. Uh, you know, everyone talks up this beer and uh, it's, it is very enjoyable. I love the flavor. And I, like I said, I enjoy IPAs, but I have really gravitated towards more of a pale ale of late, especially in the last few years, because I just get, you know, I was a big hop head back in the uh, late 90s early 2000s when IPAs were first making their, you know, making headway in the craft beer scene. And I just couldn't get enough of that, of the bitterness and the heavy, you know, really thick IPAs. And then now over time, right, you know, fast forward 20 years. And uh, now I really appreciate things that are lighter and that I can pull out those flavors without just being overwhelmed with bitterness and, you know, hop, resin, oils and and such. Mm -hmm. Um, I like this. I like this beer a lot. Now, do you guys still have the boat that looks like the can, Dave? Um, I upgraded the boat, and it's getting its wrap in two two weeks from now. Okay. <laughs> with with, re- new, with uh, Reef Donkey again on this boat, or yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, 
Um, we're at about, um, uh, I think last year it came in, we're at 68% of, of what we actually pr- pr- produces mm-hmm. uh, reef. Um, okay. you know, obviously that's the, the main horse in our, uh, dis- distribution, distribution side. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's definitely what pays the bills and, and allows us to have fun and explore and brew all kinds of fun, um, stuff. So, okay. That, that totally caught my eye. I remember the, the first, see, I, I've been in Tampa now for eight years. And the first time I came out to your West Chase location and saw the boat, I, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were actually there for uh, uh, one of the fire and beer events. Yeah. We, we volunteered for that one. And I remember seeing it and I was like, oh my God, it's so cool. <laughs> but yeah, it looks just like the can, Denny. <laughs> or <it did. laughs> Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Down in the, uh, down in the, down in the keys once i was stopped by this uh coast guard boat and they come over the boat they're doing their safe safety safety checks and um yeah they're going through oh do you have this do you have that blah blah blah. uh let's see a horn do you have a horn (laughs) i had just rigged a (laughs) donkey horn on the boat so i do the horn this thing starts making the sound the guy looks up at me he's like are you serious Nice. That's good stuff. <laughs> it works, right? <laughs> oh, nice. Well, th- thanks for sharing the stories, too, about this beer. So, yeah, I can yeah. see why this would be your flagship. And, and it sounds like you guys have a lot of fun with it. And, and, and I'm going to enjoy uh, finishing this one off as we as we continue on to the show. Because now, sure. Dave, we're going to put you on the spot. Uh, as I mentioned <laughs> early <laughs> early in the show, I we, we, we're all about discovering and and talking about people's craft beer journeys and helping them along on their craft beer journeys. Because as we all know, a lot of times when people are first exposed to craft beer, it may not be a positive experience and, or it may be a very positive experience. And they just decide that, wow, I've just discovered something that's fantastic and I need to need a lot of it. Or it's like, yeah, this is, this is not for me. Give me something that's a little lighter. So, but as you travel down that, that road, things change, right? Your tastes change. You become more acclimated to different flavors and you try new styles and you, and you, it just grows. And that travels can go linear, but typically it starts going one direction and ends up coming back around in a circle to where you were originally. And so that's, that's how we're going to go ahead and we're going to talk about your craft beer journey. So first, we always got to find out how did you discover craft beer? So I grew up in Europe from the time I was three until uh, 10. And, um, you know, my, my, uh, family always enjoyed whatever local, local beers we could, we could, we could buy. Mm -hmm. And, um, and my, my parents didn't mind if I, you know, tried any of the beers. I mean, Mm -hmm. when we used to go out and eat, um, you know, I'd be served shandies. Mm -hmm. So, um, beer has always been a very normal part of my, of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not really something I, I had to have a, a thoughtful, thoughtful pursuit of when I, when I was, when I was young. So it's really hard to kind of say when it began. Um, if I have to pinpoint kind of where I, I started to understand that there was a con- conscious choice of choosing a fl- flavorful, you know, real craft beer as opposed to 
dust industrial beers that mm-hmm. are brewed, you know, through, well, you know, I can go on about yeah, that, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, Sam Adams Boston nail, I, I would think is probably about the first, um, you know, that was at about the time when, you know, Pete's wicked, mm-hmm. wicked ale was out. And then if you want to go nuts, you know, when, um, uh, bu- Buffalo bills, uh, pump, Pumpkin, pumpkin ale used to yeah, come out all wow. the time, you know, you know, in rogue course, mm-hmm. um, uh, Sierra, Sierra Nevada, Nevada, but I would say Sam Adams, Boston ale was probably my, I, I would, I would say that's about the first, I don't know if yeah. it was, but yeah. something like that. Okay. Yeah. Now I, I like this. I like the fact that you were exposed to, uh, different types of beer being in the fact that you weren't, you weren't in the country, right? You're, you're abroad, uh, going and visiting pubs and bars or whatever. And, and, and partaking in shandies, which is, eh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hey, it tastes good. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and that gave you first exposure. Now you, after 10, you came back to the States and, yeah. and now is it safe to say that, that your family enjoyed beer and that you were exposed to different types of things through your, your, your parents and, and maybe your brothers. Yeah. My uh, family always, always did. Um, I would say that my, uh, my, my two oldest brothers were the ones that really, really started to go hard, hardcore down the path of just, um, I don't know, just, uh, wanting, wanting to under, understand more, Mm -hmm. uh, which also led to, you know, to the home, home brewing. Um, they were, they were really the two that kind of dragged us all down, down that path. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I mean, everyone, I mean, a lot of times you, you learn from your siblings or your, you know, parents and, and when you see that they're enjoying something and experimenting with things, it's just natural to want to try to follow in those footsteps. But sometimes, you know, there's, uh, you know, I, there's talking. So, so, um, I, I have a son and a daughter, uh, my son's not much into beer. He he'll drink it with me, but he doesn't like it or it doesn't like alcohol in general, but you know, he partakes a little bit, but my daughter, the younger one, she actually, uh, you know, she really did gravitate to it. And even though I tried to, to, you know, they were very enamored when I would bring beers home and they would see it at a young age and want to try it. Of course, I only let them try the, the bottom dregs of the, of the glass at, after it was warm. And so they, they wouldn't be like wanting to drink it all the time. And, and, and so, yeah, I, I got them out of, of becoming alcoholics at a young age, but luckily, you know, they grew up and, and now um, my daughter and I, we enjoy drinking craft beer and my son does too, just in a, you know, not as, as much, right. He's not, uh, as in, actually, neither of my kids are into the IPAs. They like more of the lager, uh, porter, they like kind of the darker beers that are not too bitter, uh, but but have some sweet, like like browns. Like both myself and my daughter, uh, we really enjoy a good brown ale. That's something that sure. that sounds. People say it's just so blah, blase, right? The the name is blase. The flavor is kind of muted, but a good brown ale can have some great flavors that absolutely, you know, that, that just, sure. that just, you know, make, make it, make it enjoyable. So, uh, but yeah, so I understand the, the whole uh, sibling and, uh, and influence there. Okay. And you already mentioned kind of your gateway beer, you say with Sam Adams. So we want, yeah. we won't, we'll, we'll take that. And then um, 
After you started trying craft beers, was there a style or a beer that you just didn't like at first and it maybe grew to be to like it in, in the future? Or is there a beer you just always hate? You're just never going to drink that type of style. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I would say any uh, industri- industrial industrial produced beer. I just have a a very um, intense uh, hate, hatred <laughs> towards it. I, I just I I do, and you know, pe- people say I'm a little I'm a little intense over 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 this point, but mm-hmm. I, I just feel that us. I mean, I could tell you've been in the you know the the craft scene for a long time. Um, we have fought so hard mm-hmm. from person to person just to kind of give people a chance to open, open their, open their eyes mm-hmm. and see that there's just something more out there mm-hmm. than, you know, being mar- mar- marketed, marketed to. Mm-hmm. And we have fought so hard for it. And it's been, it's been a cult, cultural, cult, cultural war. And then to, to see the tech ta- tactics that they use yeah. against craft beer. Yeah. Um, and then to see fellow brewers, brewers out there embrace those beers and almost use it as kind of like, look, I'm cool. So I'm going to drink this, (laughs) you know, and it's like, no, that's not cool at all. (laughs) We just fought a a cultural war. You know I mean? Like, like on, on honor the past, understand what we're trying to, trying to achieve. And I think craft beer is reached a, a really uh, important part on the, on the time, time, timeline. So um, I, I think it's great. I, I know that's not what you asked. But <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand uh, that, 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 yeah. that there are beers that, I mean, early, and again, just to give you a history of mine, I started, uh, you know, basically, I, I mentioned Henry Weinhardt's was, was like a, a special beer for me to drink early on because it was, it was uh, a little bit more expensive. Than the stuff that we could buy. I was in the Navy when I got left high school. I went right in the Navy, and so when you're in the Navy and you're not getting paid very much, you don't have a lot of money to spend. So um, I was, you know, raised in Oregon, and Henry Weinhardt's was a big uh, brand in Oregon at that at in the '80s, and so that's what I gravitated towards because it was flavorful, and I was splurged on that. Then I I ended up being stationed over on the West Coast, over in Washington State. And there was Thomas Kemper Brewing, which was right outside the sub base that I was stationed at. And I, we went there with our, with our group, and I fell in love with craft beer. That's when I was first introduced to craft beer, and 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 that was where you know dark lager. I never had a dark lager before, and it was just fantastic flavor out of a lager. Right, lagers were always light and and tasted funky to me, and I never liked lagers. But when I had a dark lager that was special. And then, sure. I, yeah, and it had some, uh, you know, I had <clears throat> beer with fruit in it, right? It was a raspberry wheat beer. And I never tasted a wheat beer that had fruit in it before. I was like, wow, this is fantastic. And, and so I, that's when I was first introduced to it. And then I started branching out and looking at stuff that wasn't right in my local area. I, that's, you know, Black Butte Porter and Red Hook back in the day and Alaskan Amber. You know, those were ones that all had different flavors that, was just shocking that there would be that much different flavors coming from beer. So, um, so even though I was enjoying that, the problem is, is that those beers were very expensive and I was on a tight budget. So I couldn't drink them all the time. I had to, you know, I, I, when I went out with my friends and stuff, we would buy, 
the cheap beer because that was what I could afford. And then we would splurge on, you know, on a, on a six pack just to, to enjoy when we could. And then once I got sure. out of the Navy and was able to, uh, you know, get a little bit more, uh, you know, financially sta- stable back in the, in the mid nineties is when I really went all, you know, all out into the craft beer world and, and just embraced it and, and kind of never turned back it, um, especially when I moved back down to Oregon um, just so many breweries were were just thriving in, in the area, and just really in, enjoyed that. Yeah. Didn't mean to get onto my craft beer journey, but <laughs> yeah, no, no, that sounds great. But uh, uh, hey, Chris, uh, I've been chatting for a while. Why don't you go ahead and? Uh, I mean, I know I already kind of covered some of these questions I had down, but um, that's fine. That's fine. We'll do that. Well, and before I get into the next one, uh, Glenn Prime wanted to say hi to you as well, too, Dave. I uh, said hello oh, from shoot. California. Um, <laughs> he also wanted to know if if TBBC had any sours. Yes, we do. We have a few of them. We have um, a few of them. Um, God, I don't even know what we have right now. It's so hard to keep track of. All you, you guys, beers. you guys do a lot of the Florida Vice, right? Is, yeah, yeah, yes. And um, we we basically uh, we do a lot of uh, uh, a lot of a lot of fruited stuff. <laughs> hours <laughs> over the over the course of a year um you know i i love hops but you just occasionally need something to reset your pa- pa- palate back you know yeah. so uh yeah we'll throw in something uh something cool on the sour side yeah last uh last days of summer is always one of my go-to's well towards the end of summer for us they, they, it, that beer does extremely mm-hmm. well for us yeah yeah um and uh let's see where'd you leave off so Dave, is there a, a brewery right now that that you guys look up to and admire? Um, man, that is a good question. I'm, I'm sure it was on the list you provided me. <laughs> yeah, oh was, wait, Chris, and, wait, you gave I, him I the list? Look. I Come give, on, listen, man. I give, I give everybody oh, a sneak peek. Next but time, listen. I'm not going to put my stuff down, so you can we can have a little bit of surprise on here. Half of the questions he got, <laughs> half of them he didn't. Nah, I, I, yeah. and you no, can't name bro. your brothers either. That doesn't count. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, is what I what I was trying to aim at for this question is a lot of times when I have interviewed other breweries and brewers and, and talked to them, I, and I ask them what what inspires you to brew the beer that you're brewing. Like you did this beer, how'd you come up with that? And a lot of times they mention, you know what. I had this great beer from this brewery. They're doing this and this that we weren't doing. And I just, I wanted to try it. And that's why we did it. Is there, is there a brewery that you have had beer or, you know, or something, the way of the do doing things that you say, you know what? I like what these guys are doing and I want not to do the same thing, but to do something similar because uh, I think they're doing something really good. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't really say there's one. I would say there's a um, quite, quite the uh, clip collection mm-hmm. and um you know i i'm i make it a point even amongst my my uh, team to travel tra- travel mm-hmm. and um every new place that you go and see that you go and vi- vi- visit and touch and smell um you you always come away with like an, a, a little extra piece of uh insp- inspiration mm-hmm. ration, ration. and um i, I I, I, I really couldn't name one. I couldn't, I couldn't even name five. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just, I don't know. I mean, like, like I said, every new, new, new place that you go, there's just some, something there. 
Yeah. Always. Yeah. That's, that's tough. That's definitely tough. Cause I mean, as much as I see you bounce around, like it's, <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Chris, well, uh, hmm. Eric just, uh, Put a question I, out here. Yeah, I know. Almost I exactly that. what I have on my list. Yeah. So you might as well ask Eric's question. So uh, <laughs> one of our listeners, Eric in Minnesota, right? Yeah, Eric's in Minnesota, yeah. Denny. Yes. Okay. Um, he said that it seems like the market can be cyclical. And this is almost verbatim what we have on the uh, next question. <laughs> uh, do you have a lost beer style or underrated style that you would like to brew or bring back? Our question nope. was, is there a beer style or brewery <laughs> that's no longer around that you wish would, would so, come back? So, so you're not, you don't want the brewed IPA to keep coming back, right? Is that what oh. you're saying? No, I think the brewery kind of like made its, made its splash and went, went, went where it should. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, my, my, my secret beer that I love that we, that we really don't um, ex- explore are, are, are smoked Mm-hmm. smoke beers yeah um i just find them so unique and mm-hmm. it's and if they're 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 done right i mean my god they're awesome yeah 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 um my last two i personally brewed was a uh smoked ipa and the other one oh. was a smoked a smoked uh brown mm-hmm. and um the smoked brown had like uh I, i'm trying to recall i want to say it was like 88 percent um uh what wireman smoked smoked smoke malt in it. Mm-hmm. so pretty much the base malt of that beer was smoked it's just absolutely wow. amazing so, um can, can, can i yeah, sorry, can, can i give no i just wanted to I, I liked i like your answer because that's what i was thinking of one style you might bring up is something smoked there's a brewery here uh in in the boise area it's called bear island brewing and one of the things that they do to add some smoke to an IPA or to a beer is they smoke the hops. So they go and get fresh hops. Now you guys don't have access to fresh hops, but we being in where I'm at, we have a lot of fresh hops during fresh hop season, but they go to the, they go to the hop fields, they get their fresh hops, they bring them back. They put them into a Traeger with some kind of a wood, apple wood or cherry wood and whatever. And they smoke the hops and then they put the hops into the beer. And it is such a unique smoky flavor that isn't sure. overbearing but adds such a a dynamic you know rich complex f- f- character to even an ipa that i would have thought i would have hated that but i really really enjoyed might be a way for you to get some smoked stuff sure. into uh, your beers as well you might think about that i actually actually did a uh, home, home homebrew batch back in like <laughs> i think it was like two 2004 or five and um uh, it was actually at one of the big uh home home homebrew meets and um one of our guys um had a uh sm- smoking cha- mm-hmm. chamber that he built so i i actually did i took some of our hops mm-hmm. and put them put them in but i i didn't get much char- character out and i can only think it's because they were you know dr- dried yeah uh, pro- Process, processed hops yeah um, i would assume fresh fresh hop would would absorb a lot a lot of that smoke yeah that actually yeah. sounds really good <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh it's only on tap so you so you have to you have to come here to boise during uh september time frame and get a glass if you want to uh, i would experience love it. to come up there to boise <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, i'll tell you my uh uh and, and i don't know what, what your take is on it but 
I have always enjoyed Black IPA, and I was sad when it disappeared, but I am really happy the last couple of years that there's been a reemergence of it. And what I like about the fact is that when they were first doing Black IPAs, it was it wasn't necessarily an IPA with some you know malt, dark malt in there. It was more like a American stout. Sure. And yeah, now porter with tops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now the breweries have when they when they there's so much innovation and stuff. They've brought this style back, but they make it truly an IPA with a little bit of that roast in there. And I just can't get enough of that because it is unique. It has the hop, the bitterness I enjoy, but also it has some of that dark malt that I also enjoy, but not anything in, in too much. And what I really like about it is, is that br- they're not bringing it back like an, uh, you know, an all the round, the the year beer, right? They're bringing it back in seasonal batches, and I think that's the way to bring these styles back. Is don't have it around all the time. Bring it back in small batches so that that consumer looks forward to that beer, and and then you can really you know make a boom with it, right? I think that's the way to yeah, bring back sure. some of these styles. Yeah, I mean, as far as as far as that uh. St- style goes i mean it's um it is a it's a pretty large uh learning learning curve mm. to have your hops overcome the roasted the roasted malts mm-hmm. um it, it's my my first first two bet batch of batches of it i mean it was good but i mean it was pretty much like bring, you know it pretty much ended up being kind of like a brown a brown port porter mm-hmm. yeah i mean and i hopped the <laughs> hell out of it and i'm like what in the world like where did the hops <laughs> and uh i i i finally understood i'm like you have to just make it black like just yeah. a little bit you know what i mean and it, it was hard yeah but um I, I i i i definitely like how how those beers how those beers drink mm-hmm. um i i really do believe that, that if they're done if they're done well they are excellent yeah i couldn't yeah. i couldn't agree more yeah. i love them <laughs> yeah but but hops is you know something i i just love mm-hmm. Every, everything hops man i love hops oh yeah we all we all love hops that's for sure yeah well the this this next question is one that denny and i go back and forth with <laughs> over a lot so if you were going to rate your rate the beers that you drink do you rate them based on the overall enjoyment or do you rate them based on like against others from the same style uh both um it 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 really depends on on the on the intent of my rate Mm -hmm. rate, rating you know um but uh, I don't know. I mean, there there's a certain amount of uh, te- te- technical skill that you want to see come out come out of a come out of a beer. Mm-hmm. So for me, I enjoy people that have the te- te- technical skills that can actually produce what they what they yeah. say they're gonna they're gonna, they're gonna make. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the end, of course, you know, it has to be good, and <laughs> you have to you have to you have to enjoy it. But um, uh, being able to enjoy it you know, somebody that's highly skilled in their craft. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that it's, it's just a, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing, uh, it's not a joke, but an ongoing funny thing that we do because, uh, uh I, I rate my beer, not by style, like, like BJCP style, but by the style that they're in. Right. So, and the way I, sure. reason I do that is because I drink a lot of beer and a lot of styles. I love all 
almost all beer styles. It might be one or two that I, you know, drink less of. But but when I go and I see a beer and it's a certain style, I want to know in my mind if that beer was one that I enjoyed for that style. And and so that's how I, sure. I rate because, I, you know, I don't want to go and, and say that uh, I rate a beer a two and a half out of five because it doesn't match up to all these double IPA, hazy IPAs or whatever that, I, that I've had that I enjoyed a little bit more. No, th- those will be rated against themselves. I'll keep my porters, browns, you know, un- a lot of underrated beer styles. Uh, if I have a five in a brown ale, I know that that brown ale is a, a killer brown ale. And, and that's, how, that's sure. why I do it. But so many other people just say, you know what? I just want to know, I just want a running scale of if that beer was good and a good rating, then I'll drink it, right? They don't care about the style. They just want to know the beer is good. Either way, there's no so, wrong answer. <laughs> sure. No, I, I got to admit, I've, I've never actually uh, rate, rate, rated a beer before. <laughs> I, I, I figured not. That's why I was hesitant. I'm always hesitant to, to bring on, uh, you know, when we have our brewers and our and our owner, brewery yeah. owners and stuff, because, uh, you know, a lot of them don't, for one thing, they don't like Untapped because it's such a, and it can be a pretentious uh you know, uh, gamified that it. thing, I mean, and it makes it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. But then there's people like myself and and Chris and and my my buddy John and other people and most of the people here in our in our community that do Untapped is we use it as a tool to help us. One thing sure. keep track of the beers we've had, and also to help other people understand whether a beer is is good. So I always put descriptions. I, I fill out as much information as I can. And I've got nearly 5,000 unique beers online. I've slowed down over the last few years. Plus, Untapped has taken away a bunch of my check-ins. That's a different story. But, <laughs> but I just I like to help other people, and I like to help the brewers get really constructive feedback on their beers, and not just rate you know rate it and not give them feedback. If they and and I do get amazingly enough, I get feedback from brewers thanking me for my honesty and for what it is, and they'll. Try if there's something that I said constructively, they'll go and say, "Well, look into that. That sounds like a good, you know, that's good feedback." So, sure, it can be used in either way. But I know that, you know, that my buddy John, who was a, a co-host before before Chris, who opens up a commercial brewery, uh, I think he has really become frustrated with with uh, people who rate beers, but you know, poorly, but don't put any comments on there, and it just kind of drags down, you know, makes the beer look like it's not good, but in fact, it's really a good beer. They just don't like, you know, sour ales. So they give it a, a low score because they don't like sours. Well, don't rate it then if you don't like sours. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. No, Chris. Yeah. I mean, oh. I got, I got to say there, there isn't anything worse than somebody coming in. They'll, you know, take the can, look at it, try, try the, try the, try the beer. And, I'm, and they'll, and they'll always say, not always, but the people that say, you know, I'm not really into IPAs, but Man, this one is good. Yeah, and I always look at them and I'm like, I'm not sure how to how to actually take that. So does that mean my beer doesn't taste like an IPA, or do I be proud of the fact that you like it out of everyone else? I mean, I just don't understand what that comment so, means. So there is. So uh, let me let me explain. Uh, so again, my our buddy John, uh, he makes a saison. There's so many people that listen to us and, and have visited a brewery that don't like saisons, but they go and they drink his saison and they say, wow, <laughs> this beer is really good. And Chris is one of them. I'm one of them. And, you know, a few other listeners also said, wow, I don't like saisons, but this is really good. I love saison 
And I thought it was a fantastic beer. So we have both extremes, right? Someone who loves Saison's and says, wow, great job, John. And then people that don't like it and say, wow, great job. So you can be in between, right? There's there's sure. something where you get the characteristics, but it's not, it's done in a way that is more appealing and approachable to other beer drinkers that that may not be, you know, may not like that style. Sure, but that I mean, but like that that's st- the style of beer is so broad. True, true. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like you could have like four completely <laughs> different beers. Like they don't, they don't even resent them, them, yeah. them, each other. Yeah. Each, each, each other. And they're all classic, classic, class, classified as that. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I see your point, but sometimes it was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it also depends on if it's a hazy, right? So many, I don't know. Sure. Do you you do hazies, right? I think we're going to have a hazy here. I in a love hazies, and I, I I tell you what, that's probably the most misunderstood uh, stuff mm-hmm. that style style of beer today. Yeah, yeah. So I think you might get some of that character, some of that feedback from people that are used to drinking an IPA that's maybe really bitter, really uh, hop oily, resinous, uh, piney that they don't like it. But then they have sure. a IP. They just say. They don't realize it's a hazy IPA. They they order it and they say, "Wow, this is really good." I didn't realize I could have tropical melon, coconut flavors, or you know, whatever, right? Mango in here. So I, wow, this is really great because they're used to pine and citrus that they may not appreciate. So right. it could go either way. All right. Hey, so do you want to go pine next or hazy next? I I want. I've been dying to try one of your hop silos. All right, because uh, Chris has never, I think, rated one of these beers less than like a five, five cap rating, I swear. <laughs> he loves nice. every one of these hop styles. I've been hearing about it for years, and now I finally have one in my hand, and so I'm looking forward to trying this. So I wanted, uh, to, I wanted to get him one of those, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the, the cryo ones that you guys did. Uh, oh, yeah, that one. That one. <laughs> that, that one was phenomenal. Uh, Oh wait, Chris blocked up again. Oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> uh, and of course, Miguel over at uh, <clears throat> Gasparilla Pizzeria is t- is telling me in the bar. He's handing me the can. Goes, it's the most expensive beer they ever brewed. And I'm like, like okay, no, that has not. nothing to do with it. But hey, it's it's still good. <laughs> uh, but it was it was just I was uh, really excited. It, there was uh, wasn't any in the cooler when I when I stopped by there. So. We got Hop Silo instead, which I really like this one too because I had this one a couple weeks ago. Okay, yeah, this is a uh, Hop Silo twenty with Phantasm, Talus Idaho Seven Galaxy Sabro, and YQH thirteen twenty. Um, a lot of sexiness going on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you've you've got you've got hops from all over the world in this thing. Uh, uh, of course, you've got. Uh, oh, my green screen's gonna yeah, wash Sa- it all Sabro out. is yeah. is is one of my go to hops that I just love these days. Always love. It Dallas. is a cool hop. Yeah, Sa- it's a really cool hop. I, and I'll be honest with you, I had to look up what the uh, the Yakima uh, thirteen twenty was because I hadn't heard of that one because it doesn't have a name yet, right? So it's uh, correct. Uh, so it's an experimental hop that that's coming out. Um, and of course, I'm familiar with Idaho Seven. It this is a this is a, a, a not a love hate, almost a hate hate for me, 
But <laughs> there are times when Idaho 7, when, and again, I think, I haven't even had a beer yet, but Idaho 7 is a good complimentary hop to other hops. It, to my opinion, it cannot stand alone unless the brewer knows how to brew with it to, to, to maximize what it can do. If it's too much, it becomes too vegetal. Uh, you know, it just, it, it has some off flavors that just drive me crazy. And, you know, I probably had 50 Idaho 7 beers and there's probably five that I said, wow, this hop is used just perfect because it, you can get characters from other hops in there. And then Idaho 7 adds a little dankness and, and, and maybe a little bit of the vegetal to it, but it's done in a way that, that, you know, that, that kind of brings out the next hop in it. And, um, so I'm hoping that that's what you guys did here. Um, but you, you guys got a lot of hops and, and Talus, what, uh, do you know, can you give any information on what Talus? I haven't brewed in about seven, seven years now. Okay. Okay. (laughs) So, so, so your brewers decided they wanted to mix these together. And, uh, I, I have an extremely, uh, talented, talented team. Um, uh, my, uh, uh, head, head, head brewer, brewer now he's from the North, the North, uh, West. Um, he was brewing at, uh, Deschutes. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, the amount of knowledge he has and the amount he is able to learn and then couple that with the team, Mm -hmm. um, the amount of brewing power 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 that we that we have on our staff is just insane um and it's fun um i i've reached a point where i'm doing all this stuff i don't really want to do (laughs) (laughs) which is more or less you know (laughs) office work and you know like when we get sued i gotta deal with that you know that kind of thing Uh (laughs) i don't want to hear you getting sued that doesn't sound like fun at all (laughs) uh have you heard of global kegs right (laughs) oh i guess i can't mention them (laughs) Uh, i never heard of them so we will just leave it at that i don't want to get you in trouble (laughs) but uh um yeah so and then phantasm i know you you aren't brewing but um, is this, is that another name for like, like a, like a, like a cryo hop or is it, what, what is Phantasm exactly? Yeah, it's a, it's a new, it's a new hop, hop pro- product that's aimed to, uh, lower the veg, okay. vegetative ma- yeah. ma- matter, matter in the beer and also, uh, accent, accentuate, accentuate a lot of the, uh, pre precursors okay. for a uh, bio trans, okay. transformation in the beer. So, you know, what's, what's so cool about now is, um, you know, not only do we have all these new hops, we also have a lot of, a lot of new, uh, yeast. Mm-hmm. We also have a lot of new hop pro- pro- products now. And then just the amount of innovation going on in the, uh, process, process on how to, how to use hops, mm-hmm. how to use hops yeast. Yeah. I mean, it is amazing. Um, you know, the amount of fl- flavor content comp compounds that we can now um um unlock from these hops yeah. i mean it is unbelievable yeah it truly is yeah yeah i'm i'm um I, i've listened to a few shows where they've had uh some of these precursors you know the, the yeast that have precursors and things that that uh, bring out flavor profiles you know if you want to have this flavor then you don't need to add a hop to it or you know or or, or you can have a hop but you can it, it basically it just is used to bring that flavor out, right? It just by the the natural uh, uh, 
uh, fermentation, which is amazing. I, all that stuff is is really cool. Um, okay, let's. Uh, this is a seven point five percent IB or uh, ABV and twenty five IBU beer, and it smells really good. It smells uh, almost like a little candied citrus in there. Um, I'm really I'm really enjoy like like a you know a nice orangey tangerine character. Uh, just just welcomes my nose. I, I can tell already just by smelling it. It's gonna be. It's gonna have like some soft, creamy character. I, I'm guessing because I can just smell it. Yeah, you get some like just peach. And yeah, mango coming out. Um, I mean, it's it's one of those beers that you even even as as it warms, you're gonna you know be able be able to detect detect more. It's gonna change. Um, oh wow. Just I I know we this is <laughs> this is uh, awesome this beer. is a lot going on in this beer <laughs> yeah this caught me off guard because you just mentioned you just mentioned like some peach and stuff and I wasn't expecting it in the flavor um w- with some like peach skin uh, character like 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 the what do they call this like the peach skin right like that uh, yeah. that character comes out in the flavor really soft and. Uh, and delicate, and it's, it's uh, really nice. Well, while you're tasting that, we're getting some schooling from Anthony Stone checking in with us on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> go to sleep. Said, yeah, go to sleep. He said Talus was, was HBC 692, very bright grapefruit, high levels of biotransformation precursors for all of our beer nerds out there. <laughs> and he said Phantasm is a, if I pronounce this wrong, apologies, is a theol. Enhancer that comes from wineskins. Oh, there you go. Well, thank you, Anthony. We're always about learning. I, we're learning stuff all the time. So I, I guess I need to do an episode on some of these precursors and theols and phantasm. I just, I Dude, mean, <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, it is, it is awesome. I mean, the amount, the amount that we've learned in such, in such a short per, per, period of time is unbelievable. Okay. So first mm-hmm. off, so well done. Uh, I'm a, I, I hate hot burn. Zero hot burn in this. Well done. That, that, that's the first sign of a hazy that uh, that I don't like is that my throat starts burning from the hot burn. Sure. Um, I I am really enjoying the unique flavors. One of the things that so many people, any myself included, have kind of steered away from hazies of late is that so many of them all taste the same, right? And I appreciate the ones that can pull out flavors that aren't in every other one. Um, and this has got, it's just got some great flavors. I'm really enjoying the complexity and the, I mean, like you said, as it's warming up, you're, I'm going to be getting even more flavors that I haven't pulled out no. uh, from the beginning. So well done beer. I'm glad I, I've heard only good things from the hop silo series. I'm glad you guys are keeping these at the top tier uh, level of uh, uh, of goodness, <laughs> Chris. What what do you think? Oh, th- that's why the, one of the reasons I picked this beer is because it was so good when I had it. I I saw it in the cooler and I went, Denny's got to have this one because just like you said, there's so many times you grab a hold of a hazy and mm-hmm. you drink it and you go, Oh, it tastes like the other six that I had. Yeah, and this one, I remember drinking it and going, This is way different than what I've experienced in the past with them. Um, but yeah, I really do like it because there's some delicate, some delicate fruit flavors in here too, but it also just, I think 
Denny, you said it. It was just it was soft and delicate. It is. It is. It's soft. Um, <laughs> and in the in the nose, I can smell like some candied citrus jelly candy stuff. It comes across in the flavor too. That that little uh, slight like candied fruit that you you know that you'd have a little bit of sh- little bit of sugar on top of there. You know, I, I, and I just I I appreciate. Um, beers that can incorporate that delicate uh, character in there and, and give you something. Maybe that's part of the phantasm. I don't know. So whatever whatever you're doing, it's uh, it tastes great. And uh, I'm glad that uh, this is one of the ones Chris included in my care package. <laughs> We're going to have to start uh, messaging Anthony, Dave. So that way we have questions mm-hmm. like, well, what the hell is this hop? I know, man. I, <laughs> Dude, I, I feel... I feel s- Slight, slightly, slightly out of touch on the uh, brewing <laughs> side, but I am just slam packed on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's good that you guys, that you have guys like Anthony, so right? Just you know, he gets to focus on that stuff, right? <laughs> and I know you, and I know you want to focus on it as well sometimes. Um, the, I, 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 I do, but I, I work very hard to hire the hire the best Mm -hmm. and then once i once i get a team of the best i work as hard as i can to empower 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 them and then give them give them the tools and feedback uh in in order to grow and be their and be their best yeah yeah um that that has been my corner corner cornerstone honestly yeah well i also say that there's no way i would have guessed this was 7.5 percent alcohol either (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this will get you messed up because this, uh, it just tastes good. And it, there's, like I said, there's no bur- hot burn. There's no alcohol burn. Uh, there's no, it's, it's, it's got great flavor, delicate flavors, yet still the, the hops are bright. Uh, like you said, tropical, some, uh, some stone fruit in there and, and stuff. I, I don't know. I just, I'm enjoying this. So I don't want to, I don't want to, make you guys feel too, too, uh, over, over enjoy, but it, I just want to say this is a good beer and I don't know what I'm going to rate it yet. I won't uh, do that on the show. I'll, I'll wait till afterward, but it's going to be a high rating for sure. I have another can too. Chris sent me two cans of each and I deliberately did not drink any of these until the show because I wanted to give my honest first uh, opinion of him. So awesome. So I'll, I'll be able to sit down later and drink the second cans and then really be able to, uh, to, to put some words to it. Okay. Cool. Well, while we drink this beer, uh, how are we doing on time? We're about, wow, we're almost to an hour already. What do you think, Chris? Should we bypass the beer speak and go into uh, talking about TBBC? Yeah, let's go ahead. We'll use that uh, that beer speak for next, for next time. Uh, okay. For next episode. Sorry, Dave. I'm not going to be able to uh, <laughs> get your input on uh, on these brewery sizes. That's okay. We'll, we'll catch you next time. <laughs> They're small, medium, and large. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Uh, all right. Isn't it venti, grande? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, guess what? Now it is time for the Brew Buzz. And the Brew Buzz is devoted to discussing various related topics. And this week, as we already mentioned, we will be talking about Tampa Bay Brewing Company, their history with Dave Doble. So I just kind of, there's not a lot out there, Dave. You guys have kept your your stuff kind of under wraps. You don't have anything on your website. I don't know if it's on purpose or what the deal is, but and, and Denny didn't tell me to stalk you purposely. I, I did. So, I, you know. 
I yeah, I did <clears throat> learn that you guys did open uh, back in '97 by your mom and dad and your brother Johnny. Uh, yeah. And then back in 2004, uh, you came rushing in uh, into brewery operations. Is that about right? It is. Um, so just to bring it, bring it, bring it back a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in '94, we actually opened our uh, home homebrew home, homebrew shop, and then in it was 90, uh, sorry, 95 fall of 95 is when we started to build our first, uh, brew, brew, brew pub out. Um, I was about 18 at the time okay. and me and my oldest bro- bro- brother pretty much did. Um, well, I mean, it wasn't me, it was him. <laughs> he did all <laughs> kinds of, you know, bit business stuff. Um, we, uh, he had a, uh, I say we, it was him. I was just the free uh, help that went, you know, kick, 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 kicking and scream, scream, screaming along. But we did everything from uh, remodeled homes. Uh, we had a uh, land, landscaping business going. Um, probably the one that was most odd is uh, we were uh, breeding, breeding birds. Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. in, the, in the garage of his house, we had like 30 breed. Breed, breeding pairs and we go around and spritz them because i guess they only mate during the rain, rainy season, <laughs> season season so it was always wet in the garage oh. right? <laughs> like, everyone relax find your partner <laughs> make some money <laughs> and anyways we would uh hand hand feed these birds and sell them off to pet to pet to pet 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 shops mm-hmm. anyways cir- circle around uh finally uh one cr- Christmas Eve, someone's like, "Oh, let's open up a uh, home homebrew shop." Great, yeah, beer sounds awesome. Yeah. Let's let's do it. So we did. Um, Ninety five, we started to build our first brew brew, brew pub out. Uh, opened up in uh, spring of ninety seven. Uh, me and him were brewing all of our in, initial initial beers. Um, eventually, he got pulled into other er, er, areas of ops. Sorry. Minor technical Pretty difficulty. Much, yeah, <laughs> my ears are falling out. Um, so pretty much, what has ha- ha- happened to me now, where I'm getting pulled into other er- areas of ops, is what ha- happened to him mm-hmm. at, at the time. So I was, I ended up brewing all the beers until fall of '98, and I, I left. I went off to uh, pursue my own uh, careers, uh, career path, and. Um, uh in 2003 he died in a house house fire oh fire uh, fire which you know my my mom mom and dad were left my mom was the one that was you know running ops um she was just having a really a really hard time and um you know our beers went from like eight beers on tap down to like three um i didn't really think they were that good Mm -hmm. and so i just couldn't watch this place fall so i actually left my career came came back i uh and and entered full time uh in two two thousand and four and um my whole intent was to kind of build build the place back back up sell it and uh, that way my folks can you know get their cash (laughs) and i can go on and do do my own thing because there's reasons why i left the first time (laughs) um anyways 
I don't remember what, what year it was, whatever year it was, 2008 or something brought a, a br- broker in. He's like, yeah, I could probably sell for like 900 K. Well, we were about 750 oh. K in debt. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, ah, yeah, that is just not going to work. We <laughs> were way too hard. So that's when I, I kind of, I kind of approach my folks and I'm like, oh, I'm willing to stay and build, build this to the moon, but I need to own owner ownership. Mm. And they were very uh, gra- gracious enough to give me, um, you know, half. So, um, uh, I wrote the, business plan for the uh, production brewery we have now. Mm -hmm. First one I wrote was in uh, 2009 and then uh, finally started construction on that. It was like 2014. Oh, wow. I, we, we, it was really hard to find. It's the funniest thing. You know, I I write the business plan for it. It makes sense. Go to the bank. I'm trying to you know, secure uh, uh, fin- fin- financing. And the one question, actually, there was two. Number one, they're like, well, do you have uh, distribu- distribution yet? And I'm like, don't worry about it. Everybody, everybody wants, wants, our, <laughs> wants our beer. So I, I didn't have a clue, man. I, I didn't realize how hard it was to sell a freaking keg of beer. Uh-huh. Right? So like, everybody wants our beer, right? And then number two, they're like, well, have you, have you, picked, a, have you picked a site? site mm. site site yet and i'm like a, a site are you, are you kidding me that's that's like the easiest part of this <laughs> it wasn't man we went the, the spot we're at now was actually the fifth spot that we actually oh. uh put put effort effort in and what's funny is um i found this space for uh lease in the bit business business park that we're in that we're in 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 now and uh, I grabbed grabbed my uh, mom. We went up there and we met with the you know the own, own, owner of the space. You know, the me we had was great. The the place already had you know sloped floors and drains. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy crap! This is built. This is built for us to come in and open. And he finished it off with the only thing I ask, mind you, we've been there for hours. <laughs> He's like, the only thing I ask is if I could build a loft in your brewery. And then I could watch your staff, and I'm like, oh fuck this! I'm like, I, I gotta go. Right? So, <laughs> so we left, and we are we are we are we are driving down this road. I am just beaten into the ground. I am freaking depressed. I'm mm. like, we're never going to find a place to open this. And literally, we are stopped there at the uh, cor- corner of. Well, I guess you don't know the roads. No one does here. But, <laughs> anyways, we're at we're at the very end of the business park. I happen to look look off to the side there's a piece of land there's a vacant piece of land and there's a sign in it and i'm like hey uh give him a call yeah. just just see how <laughs> just see how much he much he much he wants for it so my mom does oh he wants this i'm like sounds good let's go ahead and do it and honestly that is how we ended up there. wow <laughs> and i tell you what man we we went landed on our feet i mean we couldn't have picked a bit better site mm-hmm. um uh, we have enough space. It works. Um, right, right after we we bought the land, you know, um, we went went through a boom. You know, mm. now the that the, the value of that's huge. So, um, a lot of hard work, but I, I would also say there's there's also been a lot of uh, you know fortune fortune too. I mean, you know, it's just being at the right place, the the right the right time, mm-hmm. and I guess never giving. Give, give, give giving up is kind of what's brought brought us to this to this point. So 
it's been a long road, but to be honest with you, it's gone really, really quick. Yeah. Um, yeah. Time, I mean, time flies. <laughs> oh, it really does, man. It really does. Okay. Well, you, you answered some good questions there. It's like almost like you were prepared, but that's okay. I like, I like, I like that you answered uh, some of the questions. So, he didn't get these questions. Oh, he didn't get these questions? Oh, good. No, you didn't well, give I swear I didn't look at you. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I wrote you an email and everything. You didn't even read it. Okay. So <laughs> so so you answered all the that that's a great background. Love the background. Um so now you've you've got this new spot. You're you're you got the, the plan going. You you said earlier that when you took over you had the, the beer list had gone down from, you know, 10 beers to three beers and the three beers they had were crap. You knew there had to be changes. You want to make obviously good beer and you want to get the beer out there. So, um, so I guess my question is how did you change the brand of, of Tampa Bay brewing company to be more relevant to Florida beer scene? Cause you said that, I mean, you 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 thought that it was going to be easy to sell beer, but it's not easy to sell beer. It's not easy to market, you know, your your brand. What did you do to to get that brand more marketable? So so, do you mind if I give about a ten ten minute an- answer back? <laughs> Go ahead. Because <laughs> I have got a lot Go to say. Go let's, for let's, it. Yeah, because I think our listeners would be would be interested in in understanding that. The trials and tribulations that you went through to... I, to I would this. too. Yeah. I, I literally just messaged Denny on our notes. I love business stories like this. <laughs> like I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh my God, what'd you guys do next? <laughs> so when when I I came back, I was just... I was basically in sur- survive survival mode. Um, I was just trying to bring our beers back to what they what they uh, were. And I was trying to just re- recreate what we, what we had. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really pers- pursuing beer. Um, so the, the love of the craft, I, I would say, wasn't really being shown. Um, I just had a very, uh, well, anyways, you, you get, you get, yeah. get my point. So, and, oh man, I want to say it was like 2008, something like that. Maybe it was six. Um, I had I, I had this uh, I had this uh, fest and I literally went into the cooler box and I go well this tank's the most full that one's the most full blah 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 <laughs> and that's how I chose the beers I was going to bring to this you know fest right so I brew my ass off all day and I go and fill up these kegs and I go to the, I go this I go this event you know the four and um, anyways I'm like okay can't drink a lot got dry you know right <laughs> and at the at almost at the at the end of this fest. This, um, you know, this per- person comes up to the booth and he's like, oh, my God, you was one best of show. Oh. And I literally turned around to him. <laughs> For what beer? I, I, can I can I cuss on this show? Is yeah, that okay? Yeah. yeah. Okay. I turn around and I'm like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> right? like, best of show. Like, what are you talking about? This is no competition. I'm like, you're nah. Right? He's like, no, Dave, seriously, like, you won best of show. If you can come up on stage. And I'm like, wait, what? Really? <laughs> and anyways, I went up on stage and they hand me this freaking like five foot tall tro- trophy with like this mug on top. And, and I'm just like, okay. And I grabbed my beer and poured it. <laughs> right. I started drinking oh. out of it. Of course the band's not too pleased with me. <laughs> I didn't realize how much all stuff costs. Right? <laughs> Anyways, my whole point there is when I, when I, 
I don't know. I just saw the the crowd and how they uh, responded to the beer and how pumped every every everyone was over the beer. And I was like, man, that is cool. You know, I mean, these people are literally touched, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's so cool. (laughs) And anyways, at at that point, I just started to brew again. Mm. You know what I mean? I wasn't just trying to solve a problem problem that we yeah. have i i started to brew again and um i uh short shortly after that i went to my first uh my very first uh cb cbc mm-hmm. and on the first night we were hanging out in the um com- conference hotel hotel and every su- super superstar mm-hmm. from the craft brewing and 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 industry I've ever known was like all all the all there. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, dude, that's so so that's so <laughs> why this is so cool, you know? And uh, I mean, I was just I was on cloud nine, and uh, uh, somebody actually pointed out um, uh, uh, Chris catch it catch a can can. Kenneth, you know, to me, he's like, Hey, that's, you know, Chris, you know, you know, uh, Dale's or sorry of, uh, Oscar, Oscar mm-hmm. blues. I'm like, Oh no kidding, man. That, that one beer, I love that. So I was literally walking over to Chris to say, Hey man, you know, your beers are awesome. You know, I, I love them. As, as I am walking up to Chris, he reads, reads my, uh, name, 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 name badge. He's like, Oh shit. You're Dave from Tampa Bay Brewing Company. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, what? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I love your place. So awesome. You know, me and my brother come into town and then he starts, starts going on. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, no, I'm coming up to you. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it's just, man, it was surreal. And, uh, I, that, that night I actually called up my, my, uh, mom, 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 mom and dad. And I'm like, this is the year mm. I'm going to buy Big effing tanks. We're gonna can beer. We're <laughs> yeah. gonna keg it. We're gonna give it out to every every everyone out there. And to be honest with you, that's what kind of like gave us gave us the push. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were so broke. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, at that time we were so freaking broke. And I literally came came back from that. <laughs> I ordered three 40, 40 barrel tanks because they were the biggest tanks I could fit in the in the space. And, um, I literally, I, I scrounged up enough money to put, to put down on the tanks, but I had no idea how, how, how oh. we were actually going to pay for the balance, balance on, 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 on the, on the many ways tanks arrived, managed to get them paid. And uh, that's where my mom's always been good. She's always been good and just being able to find cash. <laughs> so, um, anyways, get all those, uh, t- tanks, tanks in place. And, uh, I, w- I wanted to can and um, but once again couldn't afford the can the canning line until one night just drank a little too much finally went into the back room and ordered the can uh. <laughs> and anyway so start start started to can um, as our brand has grown and morphed you know to get back to what 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 you had mm-hmm. asked um, when we we first opened up and if you recall back in like the late night. 90s or so i mean at least here um you know the you know the southeast is obviously a lot different what it is in the north in the north uh, west northwest you guys went through your boom and you know the early Mm -hmm. 90s or so um the southeast really has gone through its boom in the last 20 20 years um so in the late 
90s, um, if you liked anything other than, you know, Bud or Miller, there's only a few options. So when you opened up a a craft beer place, Mm -hmm. you had you had to offer everything. So in other words, you know, right from your blonde all the way up to your barley, barley, barley wine. Um, Today, there's so many, so many options out there. What's cool about about that is you're allowed to special specialize yeah. now. Um, I, I love hops. Yeah. So our, our whole brand, the whole pur- pur- purpose of what we do is the, pr- the pursuit of hops mm-hmm. and everything else that, you know, supports split, split flavors, flavors of hops. Um, with all that being said, when we began to, um, distribute beer, um, our brand started to go out more and more. So we have this very old brand. Um, we have beers that are like, you know, old elf, elf, elf elephant foot. Um, we have our, uh, yeah, it's, we, we have just a lot of beers that are named in a very broad sense. They're really not re- regionally insp- mm-hmm. inspired names. Yeah. Um, and because we grew out of, out of that, out of that time. Um, so anyways, it was about as our brand started to go out further and further in this in this state. I started to understand that people uh, ex- experienced our brand first outside the four four walls yeah. of the two brew 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 that we had, and that really started to hi- highlight the fact fact that we needed a very um, uh, concise, consistent brand. So in uh, two thousand and seventeen. Um, that's when our brand went through a, ma- a major over, over, overhaul. Um, we went from, you know, the focus on our actual lo- logo itself, you know, the, ta- the, ta- the Tampa Bay Brewing Co- Company lo- lo- logo. Now, now, you know, if you look down the can, you know, the emphasis now is T- TBB, TBBC. Yeah. It does say ta- Tampa Bay Brewing yeah. Co- Company er- Around that, but if you also notice, there's a little uh, Florida um, M- oh yeah M- M- emblem on the top, which symbol symbolizes that we are a Florida 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 uh, Florida beer. Mm-hmm. Also, we took our um, you know in-house on tap beers from eight core oh. down down to four. Okay. So we have we have 20, 24 taps. There's only four that are on tap that are core. Everything else is just one one off beers. Um, you know, like the hops hops out of the twenties and all that stuff. And from our extremely old school re- regular crowd, I caught a lot of a lot of flack. But at the at the end of the day, I understood that if we don't if we don't evolve, we are dead. Yeah. And this this entire brand uh, re, re, refresh, not only in the pro- products that we serve, but also the look look and feel, to start re- represent more of what our mi- mission mission is, mm-hmm. which is to uh, always enhance the re- regionally inspired. Uh, sorry, to always enhance the regionally inspired beer experience. Mm-hmm. I knew a lot of things had it had it. Had to had to change, um, but after after that change, man, it has been so positive, yeah, pos- pos- positive in the end. And to be a twenty five year old brand and still be so rel- rel- 
relevant in a very fresh, young, young, young space mm-hmm. where for the most part new is what is what attracts the most, the most atten- yeah. attention of it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really, um, I'm really stoked to be at the point that we're, that we're, that we're at now. Yeah. Yeah, I know it, no, it makes sense. And, uh, I mean, you, you did good. You answered a, a few of the questions. So you have four core beers that you would call your flagship beers and reef donkey yep. is one of them. Uh, what, what are the it other, is. what are your other core beers that you always have? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. That's never mind. Then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is your 70, almost 70% seller. So we know this is definitely one. So on site, we have a, we have a uh, blonde. Um, it actually began this life as a, as a Coles. Oh yeah. And, um, back when I, when I came back in o, in o four, um, I was just trying to stream streamline streamline costs a bit mm-hmm. and also make you know the brewing, brewing side make 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 more sense so i started to pare pare down our yeast and uh mm-hmm. you know i basically brought it down to one in in-house yeast and then i would just add you know a few yeasts over the over the over the over the years yeah. and so i turned the colch into a into a into a blonde and i don't have I wouldn't really say I've anything against blondes. It's just a a style of beer that's so plaza. Exactly. That I'm yeah, just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's a blonde. Yeah. I mean, Jesus. There's nothing. Spe- <laughs> Honestly, there's nothing special about it. Where they're just really assistant. Yeah, but but which is interesting because you turn the Kolsch, which is that does have some character to it into something that is more lacking in character. Right. So yeah, I would, I would agree, (laughs) but it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, but even a Kolsch, I mean, yeah, they're cool. They're good. But I mean, I I don't know, even there's not enough there. I, I, I love Kolsch because it's refreshing. Um, you know, it's, it's lighter, but it has flavor and, it's just it's just something sometimes you just want especially I would say in Florida where it's hot and muggy during the summertime that when you have something that's just light refreshing easy to drink um you know where a lot of people m- m- that gravitate maybe towards the domestic uh, industrial beers they might also enjoy something that sure. is like that but has better flavor by far uh, I mean I just love Kolsch because it's just a I don't know. It's just a style that I go. I know we can't really call it Kolsch because it wasn't brewed in in right in Cologne, but <laughs> in Cologne. but uh, but it's still it's just a, it's a it's a style that I just uh, thoroughly enjoy, and it's a great style that you can add. If I mean, again, Germans would never do this, but it, you can add <laughs> adjuncts to it and still right. make it. And then you get the core beer plus the adjunct, and it's, it can be a really enjoyable experience so but uh, but no i sure. understand why you did the change i mean you have to that's the same thing i hear from other brewers right it's very expensive to maintain yeast cultures across different beers if you can have one that you can use across most of your beers or all your beers that's better than having four that you're gonna try to maintain and and keep sure. healthy and and, yep. and and too much cost i mean i i love lager i mean i i love lagers i love belgian beers i love IPAs and stuff and and but to, in order to have a lager you've got to have a lager yeast and in order to have Belgians you have to have a Belgian yeast and you can't get away from that right you're not going to have a Belgian style ale 
that's not using Belgian yeast. I mean, you kind of right. you got to have that, and and yeah. uh, and, and it's just it, cost effectiveness for small breweries, especially, is just not there unless you're going to be brewing, you know, a ton of this beer. Sure. Okay, Chris, uh, I I've from our list. Don't have to answer. Don't have to pick all of them, but pick a pick one or two that you want to ask Dave, or come up with your own questions because Dave did a great job of uh, <laughs> of answering the question because. Uh, yeah, so go ahead. I have one that I, I just, I can't. What's the fourth one? The fourth, <laughs> uh, oh, what's the fourth uh, core beer? Oh, uh, Red Eye uh, Amber, oh, okay. Amber, Amber Ale. Yeah. That's a good one, too. No, it is. Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, the Amber, Amber Ales, I don't mind. I mean, because, I mean, real realistically, it's kind of like a pale ale. With like a little bit of ro- roast, mm-hmm. roasted in it yeah, without a lot like- of without a lot of aroma hops. So yeah. it's kind of like <laughs> if you like if you like a maltier beer, but you don't really like Brit- Brit- British yeast, then you know Amer- American Amber Ales is your <laughs> it's your go to. You know? But um, no, it's 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 good. Um, but I, I would think the blonde's the only one. I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. No, right. But but do you sell the embryo makes sense now? These core beers, I'm assuming you sell enough that makes them core still, right? Or I mean, is there a point when yes. you when you say, okay, this has gone down. Now we're getting rid of this core. Right? There's got to be a point. Um, I believe our uh, cu- customer base uh, really has a uh, true true fear that that might that yeah. might take place <laughs> <laughs> yeah because not everyone um, likes hops right i mean you love hops and you want to brew and so i'm guessing out of 24 taps probably 18 of them are hoppy beers right <laughs> yeah i mean we, we try and keep it a, li- a little balanced down, down out but yeah no for sure uh we, de- we definitely we definitely lean towards hops but i almost feel like blonde is kind of like that um uh cop top top out beer it's kind of like well i really don't know what i want i like i like something light mm-hmm. what do you have that's light well we have this blonde oh, okay yeah so i don't think it's a good selling beer because you know there's this whole group out there that you know wear shirts that say blonde <laughs> ale on them you know what i mean it's, <laughs> i think it's uh I, I think it's people that don't know what else to drink and they fall into blondes and then they just stay in that zone yeah. you know yeah. so um, it's, it's, you know, to go back to your term, it's love, love, hate, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's a good beer. It's solid. Um, there just, there just isn't any depth there. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, <laughs> anyway, that's not about blonde. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, ask the, so, ask the one about the post pandemic. I was I was looking at something. Sorry, I was I was oh, going to share it. the it's screen okay. of their of their menu. You go right ahead. I was going to share the screen okay, of their so menu. We all know that uh, we're coming out of the pandemic, right? And we and everyone knows how much of a struggle that was. Maybe maybe not as much of a struggle in in the Florida area because the, we 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 tried. Yeah, hard. you tried hard. We were for two 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 weeks okay. or so. Okay, but uh, <laughs> but there were but but there were definitely challenges that that most breweries in in the states had to overcome in order to to survive 
through the pandemic and then post-pandemic to come back from from what they had to do. One of the things that, that a lot of breweries did, of course, which you had already subscribed to, was you knew that you had to get your beer outside of the brew pub in order to thrive, right? You saw that when you went to those conferences. You saw the people that said, hey, you know what? I need to get this out. And you you made that ahead of time, which is good on you that you had the that you had the resources or you had the luck to to fall into that. But a lot of breweries didn't have that until they hit the, the pandemic. And then all of a sudden they were scrambling to to get their, pa- their beer in the packages so they could sell and keep keep alive, which I'm grateful that a lot of breweries were able to, to pivot. I hate using that term, but pivot to a new uh, method where they were solely 100% on-premise and now they had to you know get their, get their stuff out. Was there anything I – mean, you just say you had to close down for a couple of weeks – was there anything that you had to go through past that to help survive during the pandemic and to thrive post pandemic? So um, I, I, I have I have to actually answer that in two 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 different parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, num- number one, um, you know, as rough as as COVID was, um, you know, for us the po- positive positive side of it is. Since we are su- such an old, such an old brand, um, and there's so much noise in our lo- local local scene, um, I'm not sure what the what the exact uh, current num- 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 number is, but Tampa Bay as a whole um, is is hovering hub- hub- between 100 and and, and 110 uh, uh, op- op- operating. Bre- That's a lot. Breweries yeah. here. We're doing a lot of cool stuff, but there's so much noise. It's really hard, hard for us to be, to be uh, heard. Mm. When, when COVID hit, we were one of the few that had the uh, resources in place to, to still put out new and fresh beers. Yeah. But there is no, there is no noise. So people were actually seeing it and, I, I, dude, it did so much for our brand. We didn't, we, we didn't make, make any money, obviously during that time, but it did a lot for our brand. Um, the second part of it was, um, I legally found a pathway that I felt confident with enough where if I had, had to go to court, I felt like I had a legal path. Um, I don't want to mention no, that. No, no, don't one, do but, anything uh, that's going to incriminate you. No, it's not. I just don't. I don't want to put others yeah. at, others at risk, though. But um, but ba- ba- basically, basically, what I did to move to move all this beer is um, we actually set up a uh, web 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 website mm-hmm. where you could where you could go onto it and or order, order beer. We had t- Tampa Tampa Bay broken down into four different four different zones mm. so you order beer once all the once all the once all the slots are filled it's filled you know no no one else can or, order order and then zone a we would de- deliver on this day yeah. zone b we de- deliver deliver on this day and then so 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 on um what's kind of cool is at first you know we put that you need to order i, I think our min, min, minimum was like a hundred a hundred 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 bucks yeah. or so something like that um we found the orders were were slow yeah 
So what we did is we actually came up with these really cool like mixed ca- ca- cases mm-hmm. and stuff, and we we actually dropped the uh, min- minimum minimum off, and we found people are ordering like 150 to 200 200 bucks oh. of of beer, and then we literally take that, load it up in my truck and my sales sales wife's truck, and we just go out there and deliver deliver nice. deliver beer, <laughs> and um, it was you know it was. It, it, you know, once again, we weren't really making any money, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it was a way for us to, to keep produ- producing beer. So we, we could keep, we could keep, keep jobs. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could keep, we could keep our, our, as much of our team in place as, as, as we could. Yeah. Um, but above and beyond all of that, it allowed our brand to, to, sh- to shine. No. So for us, COVID, I, I, you know, I can't say it was good, but at the same time, there was a lot of positive, yeah, yeah. Po- positive positives for the brand. No, that's good. No, that was smart. I, and I've heard you're not the first one that I've heard do a similar thing. So it seems like that was what how a lot of breweries were able to keep keep people employed, and that's the key, right? It's not necessarily making money; it's it's helping your employees stay employed so they aren't, you know being hurt by it and when when you can come back you already have that in place you're not having to try to hire new people or you know or or do stuff right and 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 that and and that was the thing i mean we we still we we laid off um and i and i don't i don't know the the exact amount but i want to say we laid off the staff of about 130 oh wow um so we 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 retained as as much as we could Mm. but in 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 laying off the staff, I I explained to them. I go, we have enough cash in the bank where, if we catch every everyone here, we can fun- function for you know whatever whatever the length of length of time 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 was. I go, or I can cut the bleeding yeah. bleeding off now, conserve the cash, yeah. and the positive of that is you will have a job to come back to in the future future. And I I go, I just. There is no no good way to cross the cross the bridge. Yeah. You know, every, everyone's everyone's going to feel pain and heart, yeah, hard harsh hardship on this. So, so I I, I do want to give a nod to the staff that we did have to lay yeah lay, lay off during that time. We 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 tried, but I mean, it's it is it is what it is. You know, yeah, understand. It sucks. Understand, Denny. They they they've got and this is in their. Uh their Ebor city location. They got all kinds of beers for you on tap too. They got, they got a strong ale on. Oh yeah. For, oh, for so Gasparilla. you do do some other styles. I love strong. They, they've, they've got a, a Baltic Porter oh, that I they love just Baltic tapped. Porter. My Dude, favorite. that Baltic oh. Porter is ridiculous. Man. There's a, there's a, a, a Maybach and there's a Dortmunder. Well, so you do do some lagers too. You don't just do. Oh, for sure. IPAs. Yeah. Okay. So I was afraid you only did hoppy beer. So now I'm, no, sorry. Sorry to give that impression. <laughs> I, I, I love Bob's. <laughs> and a brown ale. There's a brown a, ale on there, too. How, how is that brown ale, Chris? Have you had that one yet? It's good. Yeah, it's I actually good. had it um, when I was there for my birthday. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, are you guys ready to start? Keep continue on? Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, we're, we're, let's go ahead. Before we talk about the Badass Beer Fest, let's go ahead and open this next beer because i opened it i'm pouring it because i need another beer oh okay it wasn't just me then no 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 so <laughs> i had this for the end of the show but you know what we still got some stuff to talk about so let's go into our 
beer tasting number three. This is the Psycho Swamp Safari. And man, I love this label. And we didn't talk. The label about, got me yeah, first. Yeah, we didn't talk about. I mean, we did talk about briefly that uh, that day that you guys have got some great marketing. Uh, I love you, you mentioned that you want to incorporate Florida themed, regionally themed th- stuff. And I love that you are doing that with some uh, some great artwork, great beer names. That's one of the questions I had for you is how do you come up with your beer names? Like right? these are some unique. I mean, we, we, we talked about Reef Donkey, but what, what about what's the what's the story behind Psycho Swamp Safari? Dude, it is so flipping hard to keep coming up with beer names. <laughs> put them in a random name generator and let's see what is comes that, out. That's why what happened too, we, isn't it? We we actually have a board in our um, uh, up office space and we basically have like gen- general um, beer types. I wouldn't even call them stuff. 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 <laughs> styles of beer but yeah. like beer types right and if anyone has a name that just pops in their head they just they just go up to this go up to this board and when my uh uh create creative guy who is one of the most talented folks i've ever met um when he is just stumped right and like everyone else is stumped we'll just, we'll just go up to the board <laughs> like you know what fits here and anyways yeah this was one one of one of those names um and uh He's just able to take that and take, you know, the, the intent with our beer and then also take us. Yeah. And, uh, he just, I mean, his, his stuff is just amazing. Mm. Just amazing. Yeah. And it is endless. Yeah. It just keeps it, coming out. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Denny, if, if you were to put Florida man on a, on a beer label, that'd be him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, um, mullet and all. Well, and I love, I, yeah, so Pit, I love the handle too. That, <laughs> yeah. Pit, Pit Vi- Vipers have become like, um, our, our kind of like brewery thing. And, uh, and if you notice the gator mm-hmm. actually has, has, has on a pair and, um, uh, <laughs> so much so that pit viper themselves actually note, note, noticed this. Really? So they actually gave us a call and sent us like a, a you know, box of a box of swag and oh, that's like cool. three pit, pit vi- nice. viper vipers and stuff. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Nice. <laughs> nice. I was wondering why everybody was wearing them. I was like, <laughs> is it they back must to the future part three? <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I thought everybody was just doing it cause they thought it looked cool. And uh, yeah. well, then there's your answer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So this this beer is a West Coast inspired IPA with, and it's a collab with Dissolver out of. Uh, are they out of Asheville? Asheville. Yeah, Ash- they are Asheville. Asheville. Yeah. I was trying to remember. I was like, I think they're out of Asheville, but I couldn't remember. Yeah. So um, always love when breweries are able to collab. So, um, what? How did you guys collab on this beer? Do you do you recall, or do you did you get information from the brewer? <laughs> I. To be honest with you, you, I was not involved on that oh, okay, le- no problem. Le- level of it. But um, no, I mean, Ant- Anthony works very hard to ensure that there isn't a, uh, you know, e- equal amount of involvement yeah. in it. And uh, to be honest with you, this uh, dissolve, dissolve our collab was one of the ones that, I mean, it was awesome. It was just fun. Um, I mean, their brand is just awesome. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know if you've like been on their side or, or have have their beers. I mean, their brand is just so 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 cool. Um, 
and uh, and their beers too. So it was just it was just a, a nice a nice mat uh, match, and uh, we figured this name. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice, nice. So yeah, I smelling it. I mean, I do smell, uh, you know, notes of citrus in here. Maybe some melon. Um, yeah, I get. I actually, I do get melon and and a little bit of citrus. Um, yeah, it smells. I mean, it doesn't. I'll tell you, it doesn't smell right off the bat. I'm not getting like hardcore uh, West Coast. But let me take a sip and see if I get some more of that hardcore in there. That's at the end. Yeah, it de- it has uh it definitely finishes with a nice bitterness. And I do get some of that. It does, but you know, a lot of the newer the newer hops um you're 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 not getting um you're 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 not getting that uh bitter bitter punch. Um no. it, it's it's funny like I mean so I mean th- this beer is, you know, a sep- a 70 IB IB IBU beer, but like you drink it, and you're like, nah, eh, it's drinking like a fifty or fifty-five ish, you know. But yeah. um, I don't know. It's it's. Uh, I, I think it's the dryness at the finish that is uh, mm-hmm. that giving you some of the bitterness. It's it, but you're right. It's not a sharp bitterness. It's more of just a drying right. bitterness at the end. Um, I will say, yeah, it 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 definitely is a dry uh, a dry IPA, which is West Coast. Um. I do get some, you know, some of that maybe grapefruit peel bitterness in there as at the, and that finish as well as just as as a lingering um, part of that. Um, I, and, yeah, I'm actually l- looking at the hops here. Uh, we got uh, Columbus Centennial oh. Cascade Strata and Citra. Wow, you got the uh, three that, C's. That's, that's like <laughs> and, and, and Citra. And, <laughs> yeah, you got all the old. old, old. Um, I think we miss Chinook. So. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, I, and I'll tell you what, after drinking, uh, you know, a third of the cup, it definitely <laughs> comes a, I definitely get more of that West Coast character. It was the first sip that came across. I think it was the fact that I, I was expecting to have piney or or heavy citrus right. right in the front. And I didn't have that bitterness that you were talking about. At, the bitterness came in the end in that drying bitterness. But now as I, my, my palate, you know, my mouth has gotten accustomed to what the beer is. Now when I drink it, I can feel that, yeah, this is, this is a West Coast style, right? I don't have tropical fruits in here. Uh, I don't have the soft character that we would get with some more modern. I don't have a lot of, dry hop character in here either although maybe i do with some of that melon i do get a little bit of melon in the like that kind of rolls around the back of my throat as i as i sip um there's some of that melon melon character coming out but uh but yeah it's it's good and it's but it's i i would when i think of west coast here let me just put up my own opinion here right when i think of west coast ipa i think of stuff like lagunitas IPA. Sure. I think of Stone IPA. Um, you know, I think of those ones that have that heavier 
pine and and citrus uh, up front, right? That that front bitterness that you you get. Um, so I don't get that right off. I get some modern, you know, some modern flavors. And even though the hops seem like they're all old school hops, was there anything new? I, I can't remember what you said of the hops. Was there anything new? Yes, I mean strata. Str- oh, strata in there. there. Yes, citrus, citrus, citrus. Citra. Citra. Okay, new, okay, yeah. New, newer hops. I don't know if you call citra a new hop anymore, but. To me, it is. Yeah, yeah. No, Citra is a newer, newer hop, and of course, Strata is, yeah. is brand new, only like four or five years old. Yeah. So that one's definitely new. Yeah. So maybe some of that Strata, um, maybe that's where I'm getting that melony uh, character. Yeah, um, it just it just kind of rounds yeah. the what uh, what flavor out rather than just being that dank and mm-hmm. and and pininess. It, it's going more towards you know you got the dank pine. But then you also have like a lot of a lot of fruits yeah. in there too, so it, it's kind of like uh, rounded rounding the gap from the hops over over to the over over to the malt, but then it's dry, it's super dry. So then you get yeah. like you know that bitter 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 hit yeah. there, you know, yeah. at the end. So um, I'll say my tongue I, is. Dr- I drink the hell out of this. Yeah, beer. yeah, it definitely is <laughs> dry dry on this on the heavy side because my tongue is drying out as <laughs> as we drink it, which. Which is what I like mm-hmm. about, you know, West Coast IPA. You know, those suckers are dry, right? That's what I expect from it. And yeah. you hit that uh, yeah. perfect. I, I mean, I'm enjoying the beer. Don't get, I mean, I was just, I'm just trying to explain, uh, uh, I'm trying to explain what I am getting out of it, right? And I, I definitely get some of those West Coast vibes, um, but I still get some of that, some new um, rounding out of the of the flavors too. It's just not all one trick pony, which I also appreciate. So, um, yeah. Now I'm got the rest of my beer in my glass, and I don't want to drink it all right away. But uh, a, another great beer so far. Uh, three for three on on um, all different styles, all done very well in the styles that they've put themselves in. Um, so far, um, I'm. I think this is like a, I don't know. So this is a near perfect beer for me as far as the style with uh, what I appreciate. So the hop silo is probably gonna get my highest rating uh, of the of the show because I the beer was incredible. So you guys really did good. Um, and again, I'm enjoying this one too. I love the artwork. Uh, you know, I'll give you two thumbs up for that for sure. And then the, the Reef Donkey, this could be a daily drinker, right? I, I told you that, it is. <laughs> that this is the beer when you want, like you said, when you want to take it on the boat, you want to have more than one without feeling like you're drying the hell out of your your mouth and your gut. Um, this is the beer you want to drink. This beer, I'm not taking out and drinking a six-pack, I'm telling you, or a four-pack, whatever you sell it, because <laughs> this is a bit too dry for for that, and my gut will uh, will, will, will hurt me uh if I drink too much of that. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> again, great beer. This is uh 7.7% ABV 69 IBUs untapped ratings. I haven't told that yet. This is a 3.92 out of 132 reviews. Um, so a four cap rating on untapped is not shabby. So good, good job. Okay. Cool. Now let's talk about this badass beer fest. I understand it. Uh, you know, my buddy Chris here, he joined you at this festival and uh, Miguel from the uh, uh, Gasparilla Pizzeria, and 
No More Pores. No More Pores podcast. And I did watch the videos. I saw you and your brothers. That's when I first came across you, Dave, was uh, uh, during uh, one of the interviews you guys did. And this is your eighth festival, which is fantastic. I'm sure you probably took a, yeah. a year or two off for COVID. Or did you go right through it? Did you have the festival during COVID? Uh, we uh, we had a modified, modified fest. fest. Okay, you got to yep. stay six yep. feet apart, wearing masks with holes in it to sip your beer. Yeah, we we took our main fest. <laughs> we we went from um, six, six, 60 brands down to, and I forget now, but I want to say it was like thirty. Okay, and uh, we we broke it up into uh, two different sets. Session, yeah session sessions so we could keep the group small yeah, yeah. no it makes sense you know makes so sense. yeah I, I i thought it was great <laughs> it was kind of like a really cool like you know very intimate 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 yeah. fest but of course everyone's pissed uh, off there's enough people was that last year like, <laughs> you guys didn't drink more <laughs> was that last year's oh uh, god that was, was uh because I don't know, man. Well, so I went. I, w- I went to the one that was obviously that was two years ago. The okay. the set session session A B was two years ago. Yeah, I think. that's what. Yeah, so yeah. I actually enjoyed that one because it was broken I it was up. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was great because it was a lot yeah. more. You get to spend some time and you know actually chat with people and so and and have that conversations with the brewers and the yeah. reps and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, let me let me so. tell you this. Um your normal festival is 60 breweries. Nobody is drinking, nobody with any kind of sense is drinking from all 60 breweries, right? Right. I tried. Yeah, you can try, <laughs> but in one session, so you're not gonna hit all 60 breweries. So in reality, yeah. it makes more sense to have 30 breweries with two beers normally what they're bringing at least two beers a piece right yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 120 different beers that you're gonna try uh and now is this a beer festival where you have tokens or is it all you can drink all you, all you can drink oh. uh four 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 ounce oh, okay wow wow so that those are hard to come by uh, you know, most, yeah. most beer fest these days, yeah, this is Florida. You guys <laughs> yeah. don't play by the rules, but most uh, probably one of the things that, uh, that is good and bad, I think is that most festivals now are doing it by tokens, right. Or tickets. And it's a four sure. ounce pour per ticket. And those tickets are going to cost a person anywhere from, if you're lucky, <laughs> 350 but in reality it's like five to six dollars a ticket for a four ounce pour and you're only wow. going to get like you know f- you go in and you buy your glass and your and and you get like uh you know six tickets for 20 bucks or whatever right maybe 25 or 30 it's 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 gone to that which is good and bad because for me i am thinking if they're bringing unique beers that I can't get elsewhere, I'll pay the extra price. But if they're bringing beers that I can buy in town or I can get in town, why would I go and pay a six-pack price for a taster, right? For sure. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. So I appreciate that if you're going to offer sure. a, a set price to come in and drink all you want. Now, I'm hoping they're not 
you know, just drinking it and puking it up all over the place. So I hope it's a clean uh, festival. <laughs> it, it is. And, you know, dude, I, 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 I like to, I like to drink, drink mm-hmm. beer and, and have, and have fun. But at the same time, I also uh, appreciate a space where people that want, that want to pay attention, attention to the beers have every, every, every chance they have. And it's funny. Um, our, our first few, um, badass beer, beer, beer fest that we had, um, we had, we had, we had bands and, uh, I'll never forget. I think it was year two or three. I started seeing people show up with chairs and I'm like, wow, chairs, like why the hell they have chairs? Like, what are you going to do? Like get a beer, like (laughs) sit and drink. I mean, like, what are you doing? Anyways. They literally came in and I, I watched all these folks with chairs. They would like roam the fest for about hour. And then they would set up chairs in front of the stage and just go to the closest booth and, and get yeah. beer so they could, so they could watch the band. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 man, I'm not doing all this shit. So you can sit here and watch a band and just, and just get drunk. So guess what? Badass beer fest no longer has, has bands. Oh, because I don't want people to sit there and watch a band. I want, you know, we, we try to attract the best brands yeah. that we can, that we can get at the, at, at that fest. And as you know, consumers, we owe it to them to respect them, their brand, their beers and, and the, and the time yeah. that they took to actually show up at the fest and rep- represent themselves and their beers yeah. like the last thing i want is a bunch of people set up in chairs just drinking the clo- clo- closest yeah. beer so um yeah bet so I, I don't sorry you probably you might ask this question but uh, just in case you don't we'll get down this other five five yeah, minute answer yeah. i swear i'll keep it five minutes <laughs> um um so when, when we first purchased purchased the Purchase the land where the uh, produ- production breweries br- at. Um, I'm just like, how are we going to announce to 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 this town like where our produ- production br- br- breweries at? I'm like, well, if we have a beer fest on the uh, land, if everyone comes to the beer fest, they're going to know where our produ- production br- br- breweries at. So prior to bu- building on the land, we had our first beer 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 fest. Okay. And that was at the time that beer fests were being commercialized to the point that everyone, you know, distributors out of town folks, um, all kinds of people were starting to capitalize on these fests. And they were, you know, core beers that you can buy in any any store. Mm -hmm. And it just, they were just, you know, drunk fests where (laughs) you pay 20 (laughs) 25 bucks, 35 bucks, you and your friends and go in there and drink. Um, I, I definitely wanted to return the beer fest back to the glory, glory, glory days of the fest where the brewer actually comes yeah. out and set sets up shop. And the, you know, consumer, consumer base that's there is one that appreciates all the time and yeah. effort, but, yeah. but, but, uh, forth. So anyways, I wanted to bring back the old fest. I wanted to also hi- hi- highlight where our new product, production brewery is at so wanted wanted to have this fest and uh i'll never forget i was sitting in my uh creative 
director's office at the time. And I'm like, what are we going to call this? And he looks at me, he's like, well, you know, descri- describe the fest. And I'm like, well, you know, it's just this, it's this old school beer festival. You know what, man? It's just going to be a badass <laughs> beer festival. Right? And he's like, well, he's like, okay, badass beer festival. <laughs> it works. It works. It did. It did. And, uh, Anyways, it's it's been a really fun fest, and to be honest with you, I have probably made more in, industry friends mm. through the, through this yeah. fest than in, in any anything else. I mean, even the uh, dissolver club collab is is a result of this yeah. fest. So um, yeah, no, the, the fest is the fest has been great, and the feed feedback we get it is like an old 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 school fest where it has the proper proper crowd mm-hmm. the proper climate cl- climate there and all the brands that are there are you know uh quote-unquote legit craft craft yeah. brands yeah no that that i mean you did a good job of explaining like basically you just answered all the questions we had which is okay because that's you know i wanted to know why did you just why did you decide to open or, or start a festival and you explained it because you wanted to promote, you know, get, get people to come out to where your production is and, and of course taste your beer. And you wanted to promote the old school feeling of that beer festivals. I used to love going to beer festivals back at the time you're talking about. Now I just feel like they're trying to take my money, right? It's a money grab mm-hmm. and I don't feel I'm getting the, the, the benefit of it. Right. I'm, I'm not getting no special breweries. Like there's a beer fest that I went to from the very beginning, Black Friday Beer Fest. Anyone who's listened to the show for any length of time knows that I went to all the Black Beer or Black Friday beer festivals. And the reason I went was because they brought in beers from outside our area that we can't get normally. And we would go and I'd pay that extra price because I was getting special barrel age dark beers from breweries that I couldn't drink and it was special. Well, that now moved forward 10, 11 years. And now all that festival is, is I get 25 of the breweries beers that I can just buy anytime. And only a few outside beers that I can get anyway in town. So it's not even worth it. So so last two years I said, I'm not going to black Friday beer fest because it's not worth it to me. I don't want to pay five dollars sure. for a small little pint, gla- you know, little uh, four ounce taster of a beer I can just go buy for, you know, twelve bucks and get a whole, you know, a whole thing for. So yeah, so I like the fact that you are bringing in, and then that's the other question: How do you go about selecting the breweries and 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 styles that you want to have at this brewery at the brew fairs because. Hopefully you're not just choosing all these I these great breweries that produce great IPAs and it's a big IPA fest. Hopefully you have a variety, but what kind of planning do you do to make sure there is a variety of these high quality brewer, breweries and beers from those breweries? You just throw darts at a board or a map, right? It it's so tough, hard. right? <laughs> yeah. and, and to get the brewery to show up, right? Because a lot of these brew fests now are yeah. just volunteers that aren't even related to the brewery. I don't want volunteers that know about the beer. I want the brewery, I want the brewer or owner or somebody that knows about the beer to be selling that beer to me, right? To pour that beer and talk and so, get a conversation. 
so one 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 of the ways that we um, and, and it's not the way that we're trying to we're trying to attract the, these brands. Mm-hmm. It's also something else that we want that we want to achieve out of the fest as as it's a as it's as it's evolved is we want it to also be a very intense and uh, very fr- fruitful uh, in- industry net net network yeah. working uh, event. And uh, one one of the things that we that we offer to out of town uh, breweries is uh, two two nights uh, hotel hotel stay, and then uh, Friday night, which is the night everyone everyone uh, everyone arrives in a town, we we throw a, a massive par- party party for them, yeah. or you know provide beer, food, and band. Okay, you know have have fun. Yeah. Um, and it gives us all a chance to hang up, hang out and, and talk without the, uh, cut customer, yeah. customer base, yeah. base, base around. It's kind of, um, it's kind of like trying to achieve that old, uh, CB, CBC feel prior to the, uh, latter, latter part of the part of the boom. You know what I mean? It's kind of like everybody that's in it on the ground, on the ground floors there. Yeah. Um, and anyways, that, that's, that serves a hurt, a huge pur- pur- purpose yeah. to it, but it's what, it's what also makes it worth the yeah. e- effort for a, lo- a lot of these brands that have to tra- travel in from, you know, places, places like Maine, yeah. and, you know, uh, Chicago, North Dakota, Chicago, Chicago I mean, exactly. Yeah, no you guys had North Dakota. There. There. Yeah, director came down. Nice. That was pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I was able to hijack oh. one of his signs, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't steal his shirt off his back, did you? <laughs> Not no, but Tina might have. Uh, yeah. that was last year. Uh, that was that was a hole with uh with the folks from over in Louisiana. Um uh, geez, I can't remember the I can't remember the name. South there, urban south. We had an absolute <laughs> blast with those guys last year. Those guys and are then, great, man. And man, and then this year they were there as well. It was it was really cool to see it. And you know, just kind of as a kind of customer perspective, I had some pretty badass moments. I mean, hell, this whole this whole episode right here is fueled by badass beer fest. Right. Um yep. but you know, we had um one of our listeners, Craig uh, Morell, and his uh, fiance Robin just commented on uh, on Facebook that uh, that the uh, Psycho Swamp Safari was was very good for a west. What he said, very good for a westy, super smooth and crushable. And he said, "Hop silos are money. Keep up the yeah. great work." Yeah. I met them. We met awesome. them last year, right? And you know, we've been going back and forth with just chatting back and forth with him and his fiance, and then we ran into him at. The, the most recent uh, badass beer fest. And so you guys are doing the same thing that you're talking about, or we're doing the same thing that you're talking about is building those relationships, whether it's with other breweries, hell we're having the relationships with, with you guys and, yeah. and meeting other listeners and, and doing, you know, having people comment on the beers that, I mean, we just 
I grabbed what was in your cooler. <laughs> yeah. <man>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Chris said it's going to be a hop. Cool. Hop uh, is eccentric. Uh, hop tips. Yeah, dude. because <laughs> yep. all you guys had in your cooler were hop ones. Hey, I'm okay. Well, and and Craig, Craig is a huge hop head because at the end of the festival, um, he was like, "Oh, I got this! I got this double IPA from this place," and I'm like, "All right, man, you you go ahead. I'll take a little sip of it, but it's great." Thanks. <laughs> See, he's all about that stuff, yeah. man. So, but yeah, I, yeah, I love that which fest is fun, man. It, it was so much fun. And, and that yeah. was that the first one that was uh, off site? Yes, that was the first one off site. And dude, uh, the uh, sit, 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 city there has just been awesome. Good. They have yeah. done everything they possibly can to, uh, you, know, you know, remove their. their Bar- barriers and and just make it uh as e- easy easy as 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 they can and you know the site is great so um i i truly believe that's where we'll have the fest for years to come yeah it was a pretty pretty nice site it was uh it was it worked nice to, nice to be out there i mean it sucked that i couldn't you know like run over to the restaurant and grab food ah. but you know <laughs> yeah. plenty of plenty of food <laughs> options there too i mean you guys you guys were making food there too. Um, yep. So. Okay. Well, you know what? We've been going for, believe it or not, Dave, over two hours. And uh, wow. I appreciate the time. I was not planning on keeping you this long, but I appreciate your time and, uh, and that you came on here to chat with us. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but uh, now it's time to go ahead and raise our glass. My glass is empty. I'm sorry. I, your beer is so good. I just drank it off there. Uh, and, and we can uh, go ahead and raise a glass to anyone we'd like to raise a glass to. So, Dave, since you are our guest, is there anyone you'd like to raise a glass to tonight that uh, you just want to toast? You can toast us, or you can toast uh, your your brewer or whoever you want. Well, lead him, lead him into it, Denny. <laughs> no, my uh, my uh, my uh, brother John, Johnny Do- Do- Doble, yeah. who was. Um, the one that really had the uh, vision that dragged my whole family down this road. Um, that guy was a true beer bat, 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 badass yes. in the end. And <laughs> I, I, I can't help but feel that he is the one that, that should be uh, taking this journey here. But hopefully I'm doing a good enough job for him. So yeah, cheers, cheers to, him. to that. Cheers, cheers to, to Johnny. Johnny. Definitely cheers. Yeah. That. For starting this thing off. Excellent. Mm. All right, Chris, how about you? Who'd like mm. to have a toast to tonight? Well, Dave, I just love to raise a glass to you, man. I appreciate you coming on with us and uh, taking the time out of the day, you know, especially since you said it's past yeah, your bedtime. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we, we appreciate <laughs> <laughs> you're fueling back up. I get it. No, but we appreciate it, man. I, I'm, I'm glad to get to know you guys a little bit better and, uh, be able to share this time with you guys. So thank you very much again for coming on with us. So cheers to yeah. you. Thank, cheers, thank, Dave. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate and, it. And Denny, who would you like to raise a glass to this evening? All right. Well, we've already raised our glass to Dave because Dave is the the man of the night. But uh, as far as our Patreon support, I want to give a toast to Mike Allen. Uh, cheers to you, Mike. Thank you for your support. We really appreciate all that you do for the show. And of course, being a former serviceman, I always want to raise my glass and thank all those who have served and are currently serving in a U.S. military services, protecting our freedoms, allowing Chris and I to get on the mic and talk about craft beer. Cheers to all of you. Thank you for your service. Oh, yeah. And uh, please return home safely 
to your families very soon. And we'll do it. You want to, yeah, we'll yeah. do it. Okay, Chris, why don't you Fine go ahead well and give a toast a to one. our sponsor since this is our probably mm-hmm. our last toast to our sponsor. Or the second to second last. last. Depends okay. you know, who, who we find next. So <laughs> want to raise a glass to the folks over at Frost Buddy. They specialize in cooling containers for your beverage of choice. Frost Buddy has the Universal Buddy 2.0, which is the world's first universal can cooler for 12-ounce cans, slim cans, bottles, and even 16-ounce cans. Frost Buddy also has the world's first universal wine cooler, 24-ounce stainless steel mugs, and even stainless steel dog bowls. Go visit their website at frostbuddy.com. All right. And you can find the beers and the links to Tampa Bay Brewing Company uh, mentioned on the show in our show notes located on the show post at tapsacraft.com. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loose screw. And Chris, how can our listeners follow you? Well, if you want to search for me on Twitter, you'll never find me there at Chris underscore McKenzie. Nice background. Chris underscore McKenzie 82 uh, on Twitter. Or you can find me on untapped and Instagram at MCK1345. But guys, you can always interact with us on everything social at Tap the Craft. And Dave, 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 how can they find you? Where can we find you and where can we find Tampa Bay Brewing Company? I, I I don't have a phone, don't have a computer. Well, I, yeah, well, I guess I'm on a computer. <laughs> or you're underwater, one uh, of the two. <laughs> so um, the uh, back, background I have up there is alluding to a beer that's going to be uh, re- re- released and announced in March. Oh. So uh, that's all I'm going to say about it, but enjoy it. But awesome. uh, I can be found at... Uh, Tampa Bay Brewing Company in West Chase and Ebor. And if you can't find me there, I'll probably be in the Keys. Nice. Nice. <laughs> cheers. Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> All right. It is last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank you for downloading listening. We ask you to please tell a friend. Of course, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.